What's happening team? Welcome to the Type 1 Movement Podcast where I'm going to be sharing with you my tips, tricks and stories to help you lead the healthiest life possible as a Type 1 diabetic. I'm your host, Type 1 Tom. Just a quick disclaimer, any advice that I give will not overpower your medical professional, so please consult with them first if you're thinking of making any changes. Welcome to the Type 1 Movement Podcast. Now, I love it when we've got guests on, and we've got a very special guest on this episode. Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself um, and what she's about, but I will say before we get started, team, please, as always, if you get value from my podcast and the episode, Leave me a rating and a review on the podcast app as it really does help me reach and inspire more type 1 diabetics. And also feel free to screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at type 1 underscore Tom. So let's get straight into it. Christina, why don't you introduce yourself? And first of all, thank you very, very much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me today. And yes, so hello, everyone. My name is Christina Loskarjova. I am a book author, uh, which is called Yes, You Can. I am also a business school graduate. I'm a founder of a food tech company. And, uh, well, I don't even know where to start. I've been, living here, I've been living here in London for the past four years and been a very active type 1 diabetic since childhood. I've been diagnosed at the age of three. And uh, my parents were always extremely passionate about me being healthy and me being just a normal person. So they never really, they, well, they never really felt felt sorry for me. They were always pushing my limits, pushing my boundaries. Thanks to them, I decided, I not decided, but I was almost sometimes forced to do a lot of sports from dancing on professional level to swimming to playing golf like this was always uh, like this was my reality doing sports uh, running if if blood sugar goes up I was never allowed to bolus never ever so to me like the the only thing that I was allowed always to do is to go and do sports and uh, this was the mentality that I grew up in then later on, well, of course, it's a bit easier to manage when you're a child and, well, you have school going on, but still, you know, you can have some excuses for, I need to leave the class to get my blood sugar down. <laughs> but then but then when you get into a more, let's say, professional or like serious environment where it's like already university or you are starting to like get on jobs or even getting on some more serious projects then you can't really just say, hey, I'm going to take a time out and just going to go for a run. Like sometimes you just must be there and you must must do the work. And uh, when I came here to London, this, is the, this was the first time when I realized how huge is the online community for type 1 diabetics. I was so fascinated by it because in Hungary, this entire topic is like a taboo topic. Uh, you can't really talk about it. You can't really, or people are just like, are, are afraid of this. They're afraid that you will be judged. And when I came here, I realized, wow, like it's so interesting. You can reach out to people. Like you can see who who is doing what. And I've I've had a couple of uh, pitfalls with my with my blood sugar when I was already in a professional environment. And I thought, you know what? Let's reach out to 
like those who actually are making it, those who actually know how to manage it, those who like what's their mentality, how do they approach all these things? I just wanted to learn more. And I naively reached out to like a couple bigger names and like they replied. I, I thought, wow, like this is so cool. Uh, first, I thought of like starting a blog, which like, you know, just, just to, I thought this is like such a wonderful information like this. I, I can't keep it to myself. I should spread it. But then I'm not really this person who keep can keep like, like even like yourself who can keep on uh, like posting, doing the podcast, like, you know, um, I'm more this person who likes get things done, get it into one piece and that's it. So I decided to get all this information into in, into my book and uh, which was an absolute journey even for myself as I was writing this book. I've learned so I was so inspired by the fact that diabetics can actually go to uh, to the space, into the space. Diabetics can actually be car racers. The diabetics can actually sing on the stage and that's all fine. They can act. They can perform live on the TV shows. And I think it was it was just such an inspiring journey for me. And everyone said it's tough sometimes. It's like nobody says it's it's easy. But nevertheless, I think it's it's just amazing to hear and see when people like you know, like yourself and like like anybody with diabetes really is just pushing for their goals. Mm. Love that. No, definitely. So I think I've got a few things to, to take from that. First of all, you've always, you said you've always been active into sports, dancing, swimming from an early age. Do you think that kind of helps you with the management of your type one? Definitely. So mm. if I, so for me, uh, if I, when I wasn't having sports, my insulin sensitivity would decrease like uh, instantly so to me always like the more sports i do the the better my insulin sensitivity is so to an extent that even nowadays when i can't allow myself to actually do sports i would even just simply go for a walk but i would make sure i'm not using the transport but i would just walk because even this helps so much it it makes a huge difference and especially when you're a child it's a fun way of uh, of keeping your blood sugar stable I love that. I'm sat in for people listening to this show, but I'm nodding my head like fuck because I just love everything that you said there. Like, yes, like even if you can't do any sports, go for a walk. And I'm big on that. Like, guys, that is the simplest, easiest way to help improve your glucose control and improve your insulin sensitivity is going on a walk. And I think as type ones, a lot of us can like start looking for complicated things like, you know, bits of tech or eat in a certain way, going low carb, I've got nothing against that, but but trying to change these complex things instead of just using the low-hanging fruit, like getting off your fucking ass and going out for a walk. Oh, I, I, agree. I agree. I agree with you so <laughs> much. Like this is, it, it seems so simple, but it's literally the best way you can, you can handle your blood. One of the best ways. Mm, love that. So Tell us about the book. Is it Yes, You Can? Because I believe um, one of my very good mates, Owen, is in it. Um, when we was chatting the, the other night, um, he was telling me that. So tell me about this book. I'll say I've not read it yet, but I am going to. So tell all us right. about it. Uh, all right. So the book is basically a collection of stories of diabetics from all over the world, from 
celebrities to everyday individuals to influencers who just live and love life with type 1 diabetes really and uh, the main topic the main point of this was to show that of course that yes you can whether you have diabetes or not you can live a fulfilling life but also it was very important for myself for, from like my personal perspective to gather people from different countries into into one book and show that it's an international phenomenon like we have diabetes internationally and internationally people actually do take it on people people accept that they have diabetes people are actually talking about it because for example we are privileged to be living for example in london or uh, in part of the us where you can easily say that hey yes i have diabetes and nobody would really judge you for that but also i know that in russia it's and in Hungary, where I'm coming from and where the inspiration was coming from, is that it's some sort of a taboo topic where parents don't allow their children to say they have diabetes. So to me, it was very important to gather people, even from, I have also participants from Hungary and from Russia, who would say that, yes, I have diabetes and who who would love to spread this further. And in general, in the book, We've divided the book into several pieces, like uh, careers, activities, uh, like how to tell people that you have diabetes, how to eat in, how to eat out, like loads of parts of your life. And we just gathered everyone's take on each of these parts. And everybody like gave a comment on like how they are managing, what they think is the best uh, way to do it. And yeah, just best tips for for all of those. I love that. And I love the fact that you, you mentioned there, because I think, especially the UK, and like you say, the US companies that, uh, countries, sorry, that we are privileged, especially here in the UK, like with a national health service and, and stuff like that, and being able to get insulin and test strips and the Libras and some CGMs. Like we, sometimes when we have access to all of that, we have to be grateful and realize how privileged we are. And the same, I know some places in the US, like, um, you have to pay or you've got your medical insurance and how we can. And this is why I, I like stress so much over type ones, get involved in the community and speaking about it because these places in the world, like you mentioned, Hungary and Russia, is it that it's not really spoken about. So tell us a bit more about that. So for example, the singer from Russia, Cornelia Mangle, she was mentioning to me that there are actually a lot of people in the show business who do have type 1 diabetes. But um, uh, apart from her, you wouldn't know because nobody's actually making it official. Like behind the scenes, they're actually diabetics performing and diabetics being uh, like acting, but nobody knows it because as soon as producers get to know that, they simply reject uh, their participation for, for mm. some reason. And unfortunately, this this is something that she doesn't agree with and this is why she was also happy to speak up in such an like an international book also i hear horror stories when in russia kids would go to school and they wouldn't inject or wouldn't check their blood sugar for the entire day imagine like it's mm. kids sitting for like eight hours six hours in school and then they come home with like in the 20s this is this is scary, I think, and this this should really be cured. This should be 
really treated because just imagine even if you go to a kid in Russia and like you see evidence if they were a liberal or a Dexcom and then you ask them what is this then they would just like find excuses but they would not say it's diabetes and I think mm. it's really sad I think we, we should just really like be, be these role model, models and show that yes like I have diabetes and it's okay yeah definitely I think you've I'm hoping well you have with that book that's why obviously it came about and it was directed and you're trying to make a difference like myself and stuff like that but you're trying to make a difference and saying hey like stand up and speak about it because these people out there achieving great things and look you can as well like it's nothing to be ashamed of and I think coming from saying where you've come from you'll have experienced all that firsthand so I think that's a great thing that you've done with that book yes definitely and also in in Hungary doctors uh, doctors keep on telling me like how their patients are just neglecting in the beginning because it's mm. uh, so you know when you get diagnosed they just simply think it's not a big deal because n- nobody really is talking about it so it's not even that you can follow some celebrity who has type 1 diabetes or any influencer or whoever because there is none there are some people who say that they do for example some some youtubers some big names but it's not that their blog that they are happy to talk about their diabetes it's just that they mention but it's not something that's like an ongoing topic Mm. no so yeah so so also for this reason we are now so right now the book is available in english but just to make sure that like we have a high exposure we are also translating it into hungarian russian and spanish in the first place and then it will also be translated into more because yes like since it's an international books book and i have participants from all over the world i do feel it's my responsibility to uh, make it approachable by those languages whom like whose uh, carriers gave me their interviews yeah no definitely that's obviously a good way to do it making it like that like you're saying hopefully like yeah if we're reading it here in the uk or the us but when it gets to countries like you say like um hungary and russia and stuff like that and hopefully it'll start to make it a bit more common if that makes sense and i think everything because i love that what you're trying to do in making it a sense is like speak up do you know what I mean about it and trying not to make it such a taboo subject in some of these countries and stuff like that. And I think that change always starts with like a step like this. Do you know what I mean? Like an inspirational story and then it kind of snowballs and compounds. So I love that. Yes, definitely. And I just thought that if we would have inspirational stories of overall like 17 individuals in one book, then like I think I, I was hoping that at least this would help people to realize that you know that's actually a thing going on and it's okay yeah no love that so what would you say your sort of best experience has been as a type 1 diabetic because I think you've been very similar to me obviously I I've used it as a positive to like go and help other type ones coach them and stuff like that um and I think sometimes when I speak to other type ones they a lot of them struggle to find a positive from the condition if that makes sense 
And yeah. I always say there is, there is. You've got to search hard sometimes. It might not be as pronounced as obviously me becoming a coach like yourself with a book, but you've got to search hard, but there always will be a positive. So what would you say your best experience has been from being a type one? So I would, I would certainly say that it gave me the discipline in my life. So if it wasn't for diabetes, uh, I'm not sure I would, I would have this discipline that I'm actually having now. So I, and in general, you know, this uh, being like having this level of organization, I would say, and being like so forward planning and so forward looking. Some people whom I meet, especially whom I met throughout university, like they, like it, it just wasn't there. And so, so many times, like people just like, why are you thinking now that like what you what are you going to eat when we go there? I'm like you know like I do have my reasons. So it all starts it all starts with with little uh, details like this. Like you know what am I going to eat for lunch? But actually it accumulates and it like grows into a bigger thing. So you actually think so what am I gonna do tomorrow? So what am I gonna do next month? So what are actually you know? And we start forwards and we start we start being a bit more organized. Mm-hmm. I think this is this is certainly one of the best experiences i've had uh, i've had with diabetes and also the sports i would say i do i do a lot of sports because like it started so it's it's a great push to start doing sports but now if even if you were, were to take diabetes away from me like i would just keep the same sporty attitude for sure so it it it, it, it just becomes part of your life and i'm just grateful to diabetes for it pushed me at a certain point to become more sporty and like I think it would just be the same even if I didn't have diabetes. Yeah, I love that. I love that, and I always say like I think take diabetes out of the equation. As humans, being organized, having some level of discipline, being active, being healthy, everyone should be striving to do that. But then throw type one diabetes in the mix, like with us, we have got the best excuse to go and do that sort of shit. Exactly. And the best motivation to go and do it. Exactly. But then, you know, this is the time when people actually start, oh, yeah, of course. Like, you are doing this and that because you have diabetes. So, you know, they actually start doing this and it's because, oh, yeah, like, you look so sporty because you have diabetes. I'm like, you know, like, that's that's the other part of the the spectrum. Uh, So the other thing I would say, I'm also mentioning this in the book. I think I would be fat if I didn't have diabetes. <laughs> I love eating. And so to me, like, or maybe it's because actually we see sometimes food as, as something that's, you know, still not, not always that accessible. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's like, it, it does help me to keep my diet, diet stable. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, well, and obviously eating well and keeping on top of our health and stuff. And I like what you said there because I know other type ones will be listening to this. But if if we was to be having a conversation with someone who wasn't a type one heard that and said uh, you saying if you didn't have diabetes you'd be fat, they'd be thinking you get diabetes from being fat, and so they'd start thinking about type two, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, like if exactly. someone who wasn't a type one overheard that, yeah, just <laughs> that comes to my mind then thinking on that. But yes. So I, I am, like I say, definitely going to read this book. Tell us a bit more kind of about like what's in the book and stuff like that, because I'm really intrigued. Not too much, because obviously I'm going to read it and I want the listeners to go and get it and read it as well. So as I mentioned, we have here 
sections like the the entire entire book is broken down into sections which are basically our most important life uh, like parts of our life like of our daily life like uh, traveling nights out with friends mind body and soul like how do you tell others how to be confident with diabetes uh like we go from the book starts with your diagnosis like how, how like what what to do when you are diagnosed and uh, at the very end we we finish the book with uh, advice for parents uh, for children with type 1 diabetes mm. uh, and it was it was quite interesting because some of our participants parents uh actually participated in this uh, in this book and they gave their their they gave their their view and uh, my mom also was so kind like she she participated and uh, I was going to ask that I was going to ask if your mom participated in it yeah cuz I love that yeah yes uh and my entire book is dedicated to my parents to be honest like I mm. I, I basically until until uh until a fairly old age, like uh, recent age, I could say they were the ones who disciplined diabetes and its treatment into me. So I, I would mm. say I'm, I'm extremely grateful to them. Like it's like, and in the book, you can hear me a lot mentioning even my parents exactly because for this reason, because my the, like the part with diabetes is very much associated with my parents so they cared a lot about how it went and how how it was and uh, yes you can you can definitely read a lot of my parents wisdom in the book as well but uh, also yes as i mentioned we have these these parts and uh, every contributor had something great to say about each part about each part of their lives so the book chronologically goes uh, from my youngest age to to until now, because like I was diagnosed at, at the very early stages, and uh, as I'm telling my own life story, uh, I'm mentioning all the other uh, like all the components. Like for example, how do you eat out when you when I started in eating out? Like how did I how did I approach that? When I started searching for careers, how did I approach that? When I was traveling, what how did I approach that? And what do other people like what our contributors had to say about like how do they travel because somebody has much more experience than I do in certain in certain fields yeah I love that I definitely think that'll be I can't wait to read it to be honest I think that sounds like there's a ton of value in it and I will touch on I touch on like the parents side of stuff because I do get a lot of messages off parents of type ones and asking like me for help and stuff and unfortunately like I will not allow anyone on my coaching program that's under 18 because, like, it's just, I'll be honest, it's too risky for me. If anything was to go wrong, it was a child. I was like, no, since I started doing it, I was like, no, sorry, like that. But I still get a lot of messages from parents who are, like, say, worried about the child or don't feel like they're getting enough support and stuff like that. So I will say to them, if you've got a lot of stories in the book, go and obviously get the book and read through that. But I'd say as well, I think you'll probably agree with this, Christina. Like, my mum and dad was mega, like, I was diagnosed late onset 21. I'm now 34 at the time of recording this. But they was really super supportive. But obviously, I went off my own back. I was an adult, went off my own back to learn about it. But I always say to parents of type 1s, the best thing that you can do is just go and learn about the condition 
and be supportive, would you say? Uh, definitely. I would say definitely. Being supportive and not beating up the child when occasionally things go wrong mm. is the biggest and best thing a parent can do. So for me, uh, for myself, the things things were a little bit different. I was three years old, so I wasn't quite conscious. So my parents were basically forming everything I, I was doing and I and I would do. But later on, when I've learned it myself, I it was it was just support from my parents. Support, and whenever I needed help, they were there to, there for help. But uh, I agree with you a lot a lot, a lot on this part that. Especially when you feel like when we have all those roller coasters and as a starting diabetic, you will have a few of them, unfortunately. The worst thing that you can get is to be criticized by your parents or like by, by your friends. I think critique or telling how you should have done something is the, is the like it's, it's, it's just not helpful but rather trying to accept the situation like uh, or maybe just listen sometimes i feel like all i want is for people to listen to me and not even to give me advice but just to mm. just so i can speak to someone just so i can say out what what i feel what i've done and then you know as i'm speaking it out i actually realize what i've done wrong mm. so i think sometimes this sort of support of just just listening to what we have to say if we don't ask for advice, then that's the best thing that we can do. Yeah, I love that. And I think, like you say, sometimes we just listen. And I say that like to, to my clients and, that. and obviously as a coach, my job is to kind of help them problem solve. But say if they're having a bit of a shit day, as we like to call it bastard diabetes days, we all get them. I'm sure that you get them when it just seems like nothing will sort our sugars out. And obviously like with them like when we're chatting about that like you were saying then it's like right okay don't go in and criticize like um this is really bad yada yada because it makes us feel as soon as we start doing that to someone especially a child and that and even if i was to ever do that with clients which i don't it would make them feel bad and rebel so like you're saying the best thing is to go okay well like let, let's you know have a quick look at this and you've done this is great what you've done maybe we could have tried this different which is one aspect of you know chatting about it but then like you say sometimes it's just a case of listening listening to someone about what they've done listening about the day or something like that yeah yes definitely because i i, I also say sometimes often i do believe that diabetes is not even that hard from the actual diabetic perspective like not from the actual physical background but rather from the mental mm. like you know at the end when i have a lot of things going on with with studies or with work and then at the same time my blood sugars are just not cooperating then at the end of the day i feel mentally tired you know and even mm. if my blood sugar is already fine then i feel mental and i just want to talk to someone and you know it's just great great to have the people by our side who who understand you and who just say Hey, you've done very well. Like, you know, you've been you've done your best today. Like, keep on going. And sometimes this is the biggest support that anybody can give. Yeah. No, I love that. And it seems like obviously you're busy, you you're driven, you're ambitious, quite similar to myself. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves when we're like that, don't we? And stuff like and add a lot of stress and things. So I'll say like I think the list is gonna get a lot of value from this, but what's your favorite way to kind of 
because I agree with you what you're saying. Sometimes, like the application of managing being a tattoo diabetic, the application seems simple. Yes, it gets complicated at times, but the most challenging thing is the mental side of things. So, what yeah. would you say is like your way of dealing with that and your escape and stuff like that? What would you say? How I escape. So, for me, sport is escaping. Mm, to me, I agree because, there. because I I do sport. So, I figured out over the years that for me, the best time to do sport is in the morning. And I just try to really use this to my best advantage. And uh, I'm just enjoying my time. I'm just relaxing. relaxing. I'm just uh, forgetting anything. That I, I'm just enjoying the moment of not having to think about diabetes because I think there is no better than when I can exercise and not worry about like how my blood sugars go. And whenever whenever that's the case, then it's this, that is my escape. And with with anything really, so to me, even when I'm having having like a high blood sugar, I would just go for a run or or for an exercise, and you know, magically after an hour, I would feel just so well mentally and physically. So I think I think sport is sport is a huge solution to many of our problems and to problems in general. Yeah, I love that. It's like I always say that if I'm feeling a bit down and stuff, or you know, things are getting a little bit too much. As much as we cut, we don't really want to go on a run, or I might not want to go on the bike or go on a workout. Yeah. I'll try it. Some days it'll get the better of you, and you'll be like, "No, you won't do it." But the times that you do go and do it, you feel so much better after, don't you? Like yeah, so much better. Definitely, definitely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, what's kind of obviously you've got this book. Like I said, I can't wait to read that. What's kind of next for you then in terms of like the community of type one and things like that? Like what are you working on? What are you working towards now, Christina? For now, I have a lot of work with spreading the words about this book. Uh, so I have uh, I have a lot of uh, contributors and I have a lot of uh, potential audience that that I have to spread this word out you know and now now this is my major my major work in order to I've been working on this book for four years so it's a huge piece of work and uh, I would like to make sure that as many diabetics see that you know yes we can as like as 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 possible so now now my full-time job like not not my full-time job but my, my full-time diabetic job is to is to reach out to to such a big audience as I can. Yeah. And just I, to spread this to spread my because I feel like I'm not spreading only my message, but it's it's a message of a community. It's a message of mm. much more people than only myself. So I feel like, you know, there's we are a team. We were writing this book as a team and even the book itself was produced by uh professionals from designers to like ed uh, editors and I feel like I need to forward like you know all this work that we've had with that we've had it with it uh into the hands of customers but even now it's just so amazing to receive uh like I wasn't expecting this but even now I'm receiving uh an Instagram messages like yay I've got your book like it's just so great like thank you so much and you know it just it just means the world like even if it's just a couple of messages like this it's it just feels so amazing, and I hope that it's not only getting the book, but even reading the book will 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 feel that good. And 
um, I, I truly hope that it will have such a big impact as I was hoping for it to have. I think it will. And you know what? I'm fucking happy to help with that as well. So, I mean, I'm going to put the link in the show notes to the book. I've got my Kindle here in front of me now, and I'm going to go oh. and search for this book. And I'm going to go and buy this book right now. Um, let me find it. Right. Make sure I get the right one. Where are we? There we go. Right. Got it. I'm making sure I'm showing you that that is the one, oh, isn't it? Tom, thank you so much. You're the best. Thank right. you. I've got a it, so I'll be definitely reading that at some point. I'm going to put the links to buy it in this podcast, in the show notes in this podcast as well. And like I say, the reason for that is we are a community. Um, and that's why I love doing these episodes and speaking to other type ones. And it's not just you getting a benefit from making a book and people reading it. It's the insights to what's in there. Do you know what I mean? And the stories and the motivation from other people and especially the parents side as well, I think of that. Absolutely. And I I, I must say this started from, from the very beginning. This was like a community project, I would say. So this was something that I wanted to inspire others and I wanted to see how, I just wanted, I just wanted to make sure that we diabetics do not consider our ourselves as diabetics. It's just a lifestyle that you can live with, mm. and I think that that's the, that's the main message that I want everybody to understand. From parents who are worrying, to friends who have diabetics, to partners who have their partners being a type one diabetic, to diabetics themselves, that it's just a lifestyle that you can live with, and it's it's perfectly comprehensible it's really you shape it the way you want yeah it doesn't shape you i love that you've taken like you've not just taken stories from other type ones but the fact that you've gone into parents to friends to partners to really get the full spectrum on kind of what it's like and that motivation inspiration side of things in the whole community and i will like say that like i want like kind of my a mission ties in with yours really because I want everyone who's a type one to lead the healthiest life possible. Do you know what I mean? Like my motto is and my hashtag is like changing type one lives. And I just want us to all lead the healthiest, happiest life possible as type one diabetics. But together and to realize that we're like we're not in competition against each other and things like that. Like we're all type ones, we've all got the same condition. We all need to be in this community together. Definitely. Yeah. That's very true. And uh, yes, so and this community is basically the best support that you can get. So even if you're not getting the book, but just struggling to find advice, I think online, just going online, just reaching out for help and just uh, speaking to other type ones is the biggest help that you can ever get. Of course, don't don't like it's not not forgetting your endos and your medical team. They yeah. are they yeah. are key. But for your mental health and just to feel better and just to feel like you belong to a community and that you are okay and that some, the occasional highs and lows are okay. I think being in an Instagram or in a Facebook group have helps our mental health a lot. Yeah, definitely. Like you said before, sometimes we just want to be heard. Everyone has a story to tell. Even if you think that you don't, you will. And by you telling that story and someone listening, you're actually probably 
going to be inspiring someone else yourself or motivating someone else yourself or, you know, teaching something valuable to someone else as well. So I'd always say that, like, sometimes we all just want to be heard. And that's why the community sort of feel and spirit, like, is super crucial as a type 1 diabetic. Totally. Cool. Totally. So if you could give, I always like to end the episodes of this and ask this question. If you could give just one bit of advice to a type 1 well, I think there's been loads of value in this that you've given, but what would it be? Just one bit of advice. One bit of, a, of an advice to a type 1 diabetic. Okay, oh my God. <laughs> it's a tough question, so isn't it? <laughs> I've had so much, I've written a book about it, but... <laughs> But I think the one, the one that I really want to emphasize would be to put in the effort to find the best way for you to have sports with diabetes. Yeah. So, so I think because a lot of people give excuses like I'm not doing sports because I'm going high, I'm not doing sports because I'm going low. But I do believe that for everyone there is a way. It might not be the way that your friends have or that your community does, but there is a way for you to do it. I don't know. First thing in the morning, last thing in the evening, sometime in the lunchtime, like, I don't know, but I'm just like, before you inject, after you inject, I don't know, but I do know that there is a way for everyone to find time for sports because, and that's crucial because sports actually make it easier for you to track your type one and keep it under control. I love that. Fucking boom. That's like a mic drop. That's exactly what I stand by with that. I love that. Definitely. And like, like you say, when we're thinking about sports, Hey, if you don't like running, don't run. You don't like swimming, don't swim. Find a sport that you enjoy walking, things like that. Yeah. Lifting weights, whatever it is. Try different times of the day. That's the key component that you said there. Cause I do a lot of my stuff in the morning I can do the evening or afternoon. I prefer in the morning, like yourself. I've only found that from years of trial and error. Try different times of the day. Get the data. See what happens to your glucose levels. Don't make excuses. Don't stand in your own way because once you get over that initial tough, challenging period, the rewards on the other end of that for your glucose levels, your mental health, general health are so much like, there's so much benefit, isn't it? So that's why I say just, because it takes effort, you know, figuring things out for us, it might take sometimes some extra effort. And if there was one thing that you're really putting in the effort, then I would say that this is the one that you put in the effort into figuring out your best time or your best way to do sports. Yeah, absolutely love that. So let the listeners know where they can find you. I'm going to stick all the links in the show notes as well, but let us know. Yes. So uh the books page can be found on instagram or at uh yes you can uh lower slash type 1d or we can be found on amazon by going yes you can living and loving life with type 1 diabetes well i've just uh, i've done that and i've got it so that's proof it's on amazon because i've just gonna fucking buy it so there we go (laughs) you need to get buying it (laughs) yeah so these two are the main these two are the main sources that we can follow cool awesome so i'll put all the links for for anyone that's listening in the show notes for the book and for the instagram page for the book and stuff like that as well but i say is there anything else that you'd like to add before we come to a close 
Well, I would only say that, yes, guys, like, you know, I really do truly believe that, yes, we can. Yes, we as a community, we can. And just, 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 just be ambitious or not, just, or just imagine the life you want and you can have it, even with type 1 diabetes. Yeah, definitely. I think, like you say, it all starts in our head. It seems like you're a, a sort of believer of that as well. It all starts in your head and you thinking, yes, you can, which you stand by and I do heavily, will start to manifest what you can actually do with your life as a type 1 diabetic. Use that as a positive. Totally, for that. totally. Mega. Well, thank you very, very much for coming on the show, Christine. I really do appreciate that. And guys, like I say, all the links to the book will be in the comments below and into the Instagram page. And as I always say, if you got value from this episode, which I'm sure you fucking did, because we've had a good old chat about a lot of sort of positive things in the type one community and about type one diabetes. So please leave me a rating review on the podcast app and also screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at type one underscore Tom. Well, thank you very much for listening team. And thank you, Christina, for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you very much. Thanks.